without being shown the spider, to rule out the possibility that propranolol by itself could decrease spider fear. Kint assessed the subject's anxiety when they were shown the spider the first time, then again three months later, and finally after a year. What she found was remarkable. Those who got the propranolol alone and those who got the placebo had no improvement in their anxiety. But the arachnophobes who were exposed to the spider and given the drug were able to touch the tarantula within days and by three months many felt comfortable holding the spider with their bare hands. Their fear did not return even at the end of one year. How does this work? Well, propranolol blocks the effects of norepinephrine in the brain. This chemical, which is similar to adrenaline, enhances learning so blocking it disrupts the way a memory is put back in storage after it is retrieved, a process called reconsolidation. Arachnophobes have an emotional memory that involves an association between spiders and a dreaded outcome, like a spider bite. This fear memory is the source of their phobia, even if, as is often the case, it never actually happened. The basic idea is that when Kint briefly exposed the subjects to the spider, she reactivated their fear, which made their fear memory susceptible to the influence of propranolol. Reconsolidation is a bit like pulling up a file on your computer, rewriting the same material in a bigger, bolder font, and saving it again. Disrupting reconsolidation with propranolol or another drug is akin to retrieving this document erasing some or all of the text, and then writing something new in its place. Kint is not the first to demonstrate that disrupting reconsolidation can weaken or erase emotional memories. Several studies of rats done in 2000 showed that a drug called anisomycin, which blocks the synthesis of proteins in the brain, could reduce fear associations. In one, researchers taught rats to fear a sound by pairing it with a shock. After the animals were fear-conditioned, they were presented with the sound and then immediately given the drug. When the animals were exposed to the sound again, they no longer appeared afraid. They had forgotten their original fear. Curiously, there is a very narrow time window after retrieving a fear memory when you can disrupt that memory, hours in the animal studies, before it closes and the drug has no effect. These studies suggest that someday, a single dose of a drug combined with exposure to your fear at the right moment could free you of that fear forever. But there's a flip side to this story about how to undo emotional learning, how to strengthen it. We can do that with drugs as well, and may have been doing it for some time. Anxiety enhances emotional memory. We all know that. It's why you can easily forget where you put your wallet, but will never forget being attacked. This is the case because anxiety leads to the release of norepinephrine in the brain, which, again, strengthens emotional learning. It is also why we should think twice about casually prescribing stimulants like Ritalin and Adderall for young people who really don't need them. Stimulants also cause the release of norepinephrine and may enhance fear learning. So it is possible that taking stimulants could release one's risk of developing PTSD when exposed to trauma. Indeed, a study that will be published next month found that the escalating use of stimulants by the military and active-duty soldiers 
including those serving in Iraq and Afghanistan, was strongly correlated with an increase in the rates of PTSD, even when controlling for other factors, like the rate of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. The study examined the use of prescription stimulants like Ritalin and Adderall and the rates of PTSD in nearly 26,000 military service members between 2001 and 2008 and found that the incidence of PTSD increased along with the prescriptions. By blocking the effect of norepinephrine and disrupting memory reconsolidation, we could perhaps reverse this process. The clear implication of these studies is that emotional memory is not permanent after all. Before you rush off into a panic about the dystopian possibility of mind control or memory deletion, it's important to recognize that the procedure in Kint's study only weakens...